0: Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, Politics 101, Chapter 5, Favors Matter, Part 1. Here we go.
1: Folks, we encourage you to consider coming to our Effective Manager and Effective Communications Conferences. Uh, We continue to grow the number of conferences we have every year. In 2014, I think we have close to 100, and we're expecting more in 2015, they are focused, they're specific, they're actionable. And as many people say frequently, yes, I listen to the podcast, but it really brought it all together. And the practice at both the EMC and the ECC
0: really made the difference. Mark, I want to start off this cast by saying something that, to me, it's kind of obvious, right? Doing favors for colleagues is an important part of the political-slash-relationship culture in all organizations. It pays to give them and to receive them.
1: Yeah, in fact, I would argue, Mike, that I may not be that smart, I may not be that gifted, but man, I'm good at favors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And I think, to some degree, I actually think that a lot of people listening would assume that our Army experience would not be favor-rich, but in fact, you and I both know... It absolutely is. The only way to get your Jeep painted was to take a case of the case of beer to the guy who painted, who ran the paint uh, shop, and by that I mean the kind of beer he liked. If you don't do favors for people at work, for colleagues at work, you're missing out on a huge part of the give and take that exists in human relationships. Some people resist doing them on principle, and unfortunately, they harm their career without ever knowing it. So this cast is about why to do them, for whom to do them, and how to do them so what's the outline what, what are we gonna be yeah. covering got another one of those old old hearkening back to old times with nine points to cover <laughs> um and i think we decided didn't we decide it's a two-parter we did yeah, this is yeah, part one yeah. too long way. yeah yeah i like that sometimes i really like the short crisp cast but i like the longer one sometimes because it gives me a chance to bring up some points and favors are just enough in the gray area for some people that they're going to need some examples and some hand-holding. So.
0: Well, some people, it's not even in the gray area. It's just black and right, white. It's black shouldn't white. have yeah. to do favors.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why our first point is, number one, do them. Do favors. Favors are a necessary currency involved in our relationships with other people. It's part of the give and take of relationships. There's an economy of favors, folks. And if you don't do them, you're left out of that economy, and you miss the opportunity to buy and trade and help yourself. The second point to address those people who say, oh, I don't want to do them, is you already do them all the time and you know that you do. You're just unaware that, in fact, the favors you're doing for people close to you are a part of the economy and you ought to be broadening horizons a little bit. Another concern that people have that just astounds me is it's not in my job description. Folks, there's just very few things that are dumber than saying it's not in my job description (laughs) And we'll explain why in a minute, but the key point we're gonna make is job descriptions are not dispositive Okay, they don't dispose of the argument Just because it's not your job description doesn't mean you shouldn't do it Okay number four do favors for people at higher levels especially your boss's friends I hope I don't need to elaborate on that, but there are some subtleties number five Definitely consult your boss on favors when your boss's enemies are asking for them. Those of you who have listened to our early cast, way back in 2005, 2006, we talked about managing your boss, which is a euphemism or an oxymoron, if you will. And we talked about knowing who your boss's friends and enemies are. It's an important part of managing up. There's not a lot you can do in managing up, but that's one of the things. Clearly, number six, we want to do favors for peers. No question. No question at all, and many people are already doing that. The majority of people do. They just don't think that those are really, quote, organizational favors. They are. They just don't think of them that way. Next, yes, you can actually do favors for your directs and for your skips. You've just got to exercise some care, and we'll share with you what the general rules are about what to leave out of favors and what to consider do favors for. Uh, 8 here's the thing that astounded me when I started doing it you can actually buy into a greater network by doing favors you don't just do favors in network as they say you do favors out of your network to grow your network that's how you buy into having other people in your network and lastly it's sort of a, a really tactical answer but folks if you can't do what somebody's asking for it's absolutely reasonable in the economy of favors to counter offer to say well I can't do this but I can do that And the person who's asking doesn't get to say, I only want it done this way, unless they're willing to pay a great deal more for it. That's a long
0: list of points. Yeah, it is. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. it's a two-parter.
1: And actually, Mike, I have to say, there are several points, I think, in part two. We're going to get into some subtleties that I just can't list all the A's and B's
0: and C's without having a 15-minute long outline. Right. This is an important thing. It's worth spending the time on it, frankly. so. So let's get to it. You talked about the currency of relationships, but well, yet yeah, you need to engage in the, the economy of favor. So tell me more about that. Yeah, I mean,
1: when you think about it,
0: you have a friend and you give and take, you communicate.
1: Communication is a form of economy. You give something and you get something in return. Anytime there's an exchange, think about that word exchange. Think about the New York Stock Exchange or the Deutsche Börse exchange, right? The London exchange, the Han exchange. That's part of the economy when you exchange things literally the the most generic definition of economy is a place where we exchange Goods and services and things currency. Of value exchange. Right of value. exactly exactly right. It's literally a vehicle for exchanging value um, currency is actually a funny thing in that people focus on the currency the money When in fact, it's the goods and services and the value people attach to them that really are the engine. Currency is simply a way to provide a reference point in the exchange. Right.
0: So I don't have to put five pigs in the back of my pocket to to go buy some cornmeal, right? For example. (laughs) I don't know how you came up with that. Where did you? I'm serious, dude. Where did you come up with that one? Five pigs. I just have a, a, a mind of just yeah, okay. infinitesimal. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, infinitesimal. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong choice of words. It. Hey, by
1: the way, I should say something. I'm recording this in a Seattle United club. There's nobody around me. I'm standing in, sitting in a corner and facing the wall, but in case there's a little bit of background noise, folks, we apologize. Yeah, look, favors aren't an optional part of your career, guys. We don't just recommend you do them. We really urge you to do so. We urge you with this cast to start opening up to the economy, the currency of favors. They are inevitable in organizations, okay? Remember, guys, the place you work is an organization. It's not a mechanization. It's an organization because it's full of organic creatures, you and your colleagues. That makes it a human place. It's not Vulcan. It's not just a line and block chart showing formal relationships of power and only power. You know, every conference, every effective manager conference, Mike, I get a question that leads me inevitably to cover something that's not in the deck, which is there are three types of power in an organization. Mm -hmm. There's role power, there's expertise power, and there's relationship power. And the issue with that is, a lot of times people mistakenly believe manager tools would be about how do you use your role power. Well, look, folks, there is some role power, but in fact, the big kahuna of the three is relationship power. And... We don't harp on rule power. We certainly tell you when you can use it, and there are times when you must. But role power, of course, leads to what we call compliance energy, whereas relationship power, the ability to persuade through trust and connection, gets you commitment energy. In other words, a higher form of energy, a higher form of engagement with people. So your organization is filled with human relationships, and so relationship power becomes essentially the currency within the organization. There are companies that do nothing but map the social and informal networks of companies in part by counting emails and and, and voicemails and so on and see who's talking to whom. And I'm sure today, this is many years ago they started this, I'm sure today they include social media and, uh, and text messages and those kind of things. And look an organization looks so clear on the maps and so clear in the mind when you look at a line and block chart an org chart but it's filled with human relationships which are to say messy emotional personal sensitive relationships whether we like it or not look think of it this way you would do a favor for a friend right of course you would that's part of being a friend it's part of the friend relationship And for some of us, that's part of the reason you might say no to a colleague, because they are only a colleague and not a friend. And this is a really dangerous dichotomy to draw, guys. The favor you would do for a friend is one of the currencies of that relationship. And some of the other currencies are spending time together, that is, giving your time for their benefit and vice versa, and communicating, both talking and listening, part of the exchange. Okay, When we do a favor for a friend, we're tacitly acknowledging that favors are part of the currency of the relationship, something we exchange that we might not otherwise exchange without the existence of that relationship between she and I or he and I. But... When we say relationship, many of you think of friendship, but friendship is just one of many forms of relationships. To be a colleague of someone, to be in the same organization, is to have a relationship. Listen to this, guys. This will mess with some of you a little bit. To do a favor for a friend and not for a colleague is, organizationally, to deny any form of relationship at all. To say you're
0: not my friend. So therefore we don't have a relationship. Yeah, that's not what you mean, right? I mean, that's not Yeah, what exactly. That's what I was gonna say but that's it's the not, nature of the organization that's Yeah, it you, if you're bumping into
1: people in the hallway, you have a relationship with them It may not be a friendship and I, I would argue folks that please don't take this the wrong way Manager tools is stoutly behind the idea that all of us are equal But one of the weaknesses of young people is when you come into the organization The best example you have of relationships in the abstract are friendships But at work, you're not friends initially And so you think oh I do favors for my friends, but I don't do favors here Well, you're defining favors as part of
0: friendship when in fact favors are part of relationships It seems to me that favors in this case with colleagues as opposed to friends because you don't have all the, the other things that make up that relationship with colleagues favors may be even more important exactly that's the that's the dirty little secret of this whole thing people come into the organization and say I do
1: favors for friends and so therefore you're a colleague you're not a friend friend is a higher form of relationship so therefore favors are less important to you I can get away with saying no it's just the opposite because Favors are between two people without involving the formal organizational relationship They actually are much more valuable much more traded much more fungible Much more a network where you could give a favor to one person and he could exchange it for a favor for somebody else Whereas most relationship or I'm sorry friendship favors tend to be very binary in nature one-to-one so for many of us our first thought when we're asked for a favor is to think about all we have to do and find a way to say no. This is organizationally speaking. And and you say to yourself, look, clearly it's not a given that I would say yes because, after all, they're asking me, they're not telling me. Asking means a no is acceptable, right? That's the whole point of it. But the effective professional finds a way to say yes For all the reasons we're going to discuss and for no other reason. And if you need no other reason, it's because human relationships are not limited to friendships. Human relationships can be those interconnectivities that aren't on the line and block chart. But in fact, you're talking to somebody, you need something from them or they need something for you. And favors take on added value. Now, I know there are some of you. And I would venture to say more of the high seas, the perfectionists the uh, The engineers the software developers and so on those people who think of themselves as accurate and correct and professional at all times You're probably feeling a little uncomfortable with this. We respect that we do The point of this cast is to help you understand the value of them and then to give you some guidance And we encourage you to
0: put your toe in the water Yeah, and doing favors <laughs> doesn't always suggest that there's something unethical that's being asked or oh my god right? i mean yeah but some people think i mean that some people when they hear favors they they hear that and um yeah in other words if
1: if in fact it was ethical you would use the chain of command to engage me right. right 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 but if you use the chain of command for if you're my boss's boss in order to use chain of command you have to involve the boss and your boss may be busy Or maybe that senior person, your skip-level boss, wants to develop a relationship directly with you or wants to observe you working on a task without your boss's meddling, if you will. Now, we're not suggesting you should cut your boss out of that relationship, out of that exchange. It's good to keep your boss informed, and we actually have a podcast called My Boss Skips Me for those of you who are managers where your boss goes around you. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: And those who would argue that, they don't do favors, right? They come from this perfectly logical workplace where, where they don't do favors at work. I mean, if you think about it, it's not true. It's never true, right? We, we, yeah. we already do favors. We all engage in doing favors for folks. Everyone, consider this, guys. A peer, somebody
1: who reports to your boss as well as you, asking you, hey, will you go by the print shop today and pick up my decks when you come from the sixth floor? Thanks, man. Or, dude, will you fill in for me at the 2 p.m. meeting? I don't present, but I have to know if I get any deliverables before I go home tonight. Or, dude, seriously, can we switch times for one-on-ones today? Or, will you take my on-call shift next week? I'll take yours this weekend. I'd really appreciate it. I have my five-year-old's birthday party. Right.
0: And is anybody listening going to say no to those requests? Unlikely. Oh yeah,
1: well, no, 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 no. I think the whole point of this cast is some people will before the cast, or have said, "Well, not our yeah, listeners. I don't know. People, we,
0: people, our listeners know, but not our listeners." Mike, themselves. I thought I thought you were a smart person, but let's be <laughs> honest: five-year-olds'
1: birthday parties aren't in my job description. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Can I change a weekend shift for a weekday shift? Well, I don't, well, know. I don't yes know if you have you can. Time. If they you're p- willing to engage in that economic exchange, you might be. I don't know if I have enough time. Got a busy day planned, right? <laughs> Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks, for those you don't know uh, When it hits your lips, yeah. So if you're reasonably enlightened, you're going to say yes. You know. That those kinds of small efforts on the part of somebody who's a peer who you sit 10 feet from in a a cubicle farm are part of the currency of your relationship with them now look some of you may have paused on some of them okay that's fine but you certainly wouldn't have said i don't have to do that or that's not in my job description right yeah and so the point of this is we all do favors and everyone knows everyone does favors Guys, it's normal to do favors for friends. Because that's an assumption, not doing favors is a public denial of any sort of relationship and a repudiation of kindness, friendship, camaraderie. The standard is not to not do them because you have an official reason why not. The standard is to do them. So not doing them is to say something pejorative about the relationship finally not asking for favors yourself doesn't exempt you from doing them from others for others human relationship karma is not balanced on a case-by-case hour-by-hour basis it's a global score across all of your relationships everyone who asks you and doesn't get asked in return simply assumes you're using that karma to ask someone else That's why they're surprised when you're surprised they ask you even though you haven't asked them first You're sitting there going. Well, why would this guy ask me for a favor? I haven't done him a favor Well, first of all which came first the chicken or the egg dudes I mean, let's have a discussion about that But you know they're asking you for a favor assuming darn well You'll ask somebody else for a favor or maybe somebody asked them for a favor and it's time for them to ask you and ultimately the snake chases its tail. The dragon ch- chases its tail, and everything works
0: out. Now there, there are some people, and you know, I, not again, not our listeners. <laughs> I, gotta, I just like just have a hard time believing our listeners would say something like this. That like, I, I, I don't have to do favors for folks. It's not part of my job description, right? I mean, dude.
1: Okay. Or as Kate, my daughter, would say, dude. Okay, dude. The reason I wrote this cast when I did, it's been sitting in OmniFocus for probably. Two years. It's part of the politics 101, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we're on chapter five now. Okay. Uh, I think I have 21 chapters, so we have a ways to go. And it'd be great if I could write an 80 page white paper and talk about politics. I could turn it into a book, but that's for another time. The reason I wrote this one when I did, I had probably half of the outline set up is because I'm sitting there at a conference. I'm kneeling down next to the projector table. Guy comes up during break because at our conferences, guys. Danny and I kneel down or stand in front of the room during breaks. We don't take a break. We stand in front and take questions. And a guy comes up and says, hey, listen, I've got, you know, you mentioned in the last section that as just an aside, and that's why a lot of people come to the conference they say the asides are so good. You mentioned that it's expected that you do favors and he says, I'm not a guy to do favors. I said, why not? He says, well, it's just not me. (laughs) I thought that was a really lame response. I said, well, let me spend a minute talking to you. And he started nodding his head, but I got the impression it was head nodding just to satisfy me. yeah. Yeah, to appease me. And I said, dude, let me put it this way. There are people who are going to be dumber than you who aren't as effective as you in the specifics of their job who are going to get promoted and you're going to work for them because they have more friends, because they have more favor, they've done more favors. And he says, well, that's just wrong. I said, well, the world doesn't revolve around right. The world revolves around effective. And he says, I just have to think about that. By the end of the day, he came back to me and said, okay. And I said, you could probably find examples. And he came back and said, okay, yeah, you're right. And then he jokes and said, seems like it's all the sales guys. (laughs) I'm like,
0: Hmm. Yeah, they're pretty good at favors. Yeah, they're pretty good Uh, at favors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So look, he said, "It's not my job description. I don't think I have to do it." So if ever there were a statement that begged for me to go back to being Dark Mark, okay, where for those of you who don't know historically, Dark Mark is my alter ego, which is famous for ranting at incredibly stupid, but yet common occurrences. This would be one of those things. The very idea that one's job description is dispositive of one's duties is ludicrous. It's galactically stupid. Take any week of your work and try to fit everything you do during the time you think of yourself as getting paid into the job description that your company has. And for no other reason than let's just use a global answer. What percentage of jobs don't have a job description? By definition, therefore, if it's not my job description, I shouldn't have to do it. If you don't have a job description, you don't have to do anything, (laughs) right? There's literally the answer is zero Or, or conversely, you'd have to do freaking everything because the absent job description, there's nothing not in it. Um, or actually everything is not in it. So late night emails, that's not in your job description. Attending meetings, not in your job descriptions. Spending hours in training on sexual harassment, not in your job description. Workplace safety at a high rise headquarters, not in your job description. Downloading software, not in your job description. But you don't complain about that stuff too loudly if you're halfway smart. If you don't know it, guys, it's kind of a joke. The last line of every effective job description is, and any other tasks deemed reasonable by management. Now, somebody say, wait, 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 that's not in my job description. I said, yeah, that's because your job description isn't effective. That's what I said, the last line of every effective job description. And if it doesn't say that, it's not an effective job description, and you ought to darn well assume that it does, because rest assured, your boss and her boss and his boss do
0: So who do we do favors for? It will start somewhere. And a probably good place to start is for folks at higher levels, and particularly your boss's friends. Yeah, I was really surprised at the
1: extent to which people were saying only my peers right that the the power the vertical structure down and up we don't we don't do favors for I'm like gosh no that no 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 you you think of it a little bit like an hourglass and,
0: well because you wouldn't want to be a brown noser i mean that's the yeah okay probably the, okay probably a bad term to use on a podcast but that's what they're yeah thinking i think
1: and you know it's funny when senior folks come down and ask for a favor everyone seems to get those things done What that essentially proves is that we all do do favors, even perhaps for senior people. Uh, I think in some cases the issue is, oh, that's a senior person. He's not actually asking for a favor. He's just couching it in the word that makes us think we're friends, which he knows better and I know better. But we're going to play along in this silly little game. And the other side, other side of the coin is people have, because of that, if we do do favors for more senior people, the issue that we end up having on a day-to-day basis is, is, is doing favors for people who can't force us to do it, which, of course, when we get it, if you think about it for a while, guys, you'll realize we're right. That's actually backwards. Look, if someone above your boss's level asks you for a favor, Manager Tools recommends you do it, and with a smile. And when a senior person asks you for a favor, the smart ones know that favors are a form of currency. They imply a relationship and not a relationship that goes through three or four people between you and them. Okay. They imply a direct relationship doing a favor for a senior person puts that individual in your debt. You have given of the currency of a relationship and they owe you that currency back at some point. Now, to be clear, sometimes the favor is not repaid purely in kind. The favor you do may result in the more senior person saying in a meeting about you, I like this guy, or hey, that guy's sharp. And you might think, well, that's not really repaying it. Well, it is if that's a steel cage deathmatch meeting and you end up off the bubble because of it.
0: Well, folks, if you don't think that's paying it back, you're you're, you're really, we
1: need to talk. Yeah, different issue, right? Yeah, different problem. Intellect problem there, okay? And look, guys, something else. Favor currency doesn't decay as fast as some people think. Don't think you need to get a favor you do repaid within a week or even a month, so much so that you look for an opportunity to cash it in. In fact, I know this is going to hurt some of you to say, it, to say it because you're liking the idea of the economy, but it's much more like a savings account than it is an ATM machine. As a general rule, don't cash it in at all if you really don't need it so that when you really do need it, you won't have already spent it. It is far better, folks, to end your career with many people owing you favors than trying to zero balance things in every role you ever have. The key here, we made the case about the exchange and the currency, the economy of it, but the key is doing favors, not exchanging them having a bank account with favors in it is absolutely better than a zero balance my general rule is do two for every one you call in if you do that it's like living beneath your means you're always going to have a favor when you least expect you're going to need it which is good because when do
0: you need favors when you least expect it yeah good point folks remember that last uh Paragraph of yours. That's it's a, a good one two to one.
1: Yeah We also folks recommend that you put a higher priority on the task from a higher or more senior person than you would have had the task come to you through normal channels If you're going to pick up 20 decks for a VP's presentation That's not the same thing as you picking up 20 decks for your own presentation Do the VP's errand as quickly as you possibly can now Let's get into some subtleties we're not saying that all bosses or all senior people who ask us for a favor really understand what they're doing or really mean that they want to be engaged in the favor economy.
0: What you mean is that they're, they think they're finding a polite way to essentially... Tell you,
1: yeah. tell you what to
0: do, right? Well, look, we talk about this
1: in the delegation model, right? One of the phrases we tested was, I'd like your help, and you don't say, I need, a, I need a favor. First of all, need's too strong a word, but favor implies it's personal, and it's for the benefit of somebody else at the expense of you. And favors generally are not how organizations are run In the official sense, and so asking for a favor says, I'm stepping out of my official capacity, even though, of course, one can never lay down the mantle of one's responsibility. So there are bosses who ask for a favor, quote, unquote, I'm doing Joey Air quotes, by the way, I'm sitting in the United (laughs) Club in Seattle, as a, quote, nice way, unquote, to impose their role power on you. And look, the sad thing about that is if you don't know them very well, you won't know that that's what they're doing the first few times they ask. And you may go back to them and ask as a favor in return and get a rude awakening where they just simply unload on you and say, oh, you, you didn't think I really meant it as a favor. I was just trying to be nice. And what you do is say, oh, so sorry. I'm Mr. Naive today. My apologies. Happy to do it for you anytime. And the next time that guy comes down to you, just drop a little chlorine gas on his feet and walk away because that guy is Agent Q persistent. So... You're gonna end up doing some favors that never get repaid. And now you understand why I said it's far better to have a positive balance than to try to make your things equal out all the time.
0: All right, let's address the point I think I, I just brought it up earlier about something that's um I don't know, unethical or, or, or perhaps harmful to your career. What about those kind of things? Yeah, you don't have to do those. Yeah, you don't.
1: We encourage you folks to decline doing a favor if you believe what you're being asked to do is, as Mike says, unethical or harmful to your career. And look, there are situations where someone who's more senior, that's what we're talking about here, asks you to do something. And because they're asking it as a favor, they're implying this is not official business. But, you know, we've talked about this before. As a manager, your first responsibility is the organization. There is no confidentiality between your directs and you. By the same token, a favor being asked by a senior person cannot be disavowed as occurring in the absence of the organization, okay? Something that puts you at risk is not a favor. It is a dodging of risk by a more senior person using their unstated, but look, guys, always evident, always existent role power to reduce their own risk while increasing yours. That is unethical. A favor, folks, by definition, is benign relative to risk. Oh, and and look, I suppose there are some small risks, like, you know, you might be late to a meeting or something like that if you do this extra thing for them. I'm talking about notable risk, risk that would would cause people to raise their eyebrows if you feel like there's risk and you know when you're 22 you probably won't be as sensitive to what is really risk and not i had a young person today come up to me and say i have a way for you to do this training better and I kind of laughed and said, oh, you've done training before? He says, no. I said, have you designed training before? No. Have you ever presented like, to a group this big? No. Do you know anything about psychology or behavioral sciences or psychiatry or behavior modification or training design and development work? No. I said, okay, so I just want to be clear about that before you tell me what it is you're going to tell me. And he continued then to tell me. And my point is, sometimes when you're young, just like when Mike and I were young, we weren't aware of the subtleties of this stuff. But if your gut is telling you you're accepting some form of risk and you're worried about it, say no.
0: Yeah, when yeah. Were young, oh tell gosh. You this, when, when it was Mark Subtlety Horseman, you were so, you were so, so.
1: <laughs> not, not. Yeah, I, I, we've said this before on the cast, right? When we were serving together in Hawaii, working for Colonel Texera. If I hadn't been as good as I was in what I did. Yeah, you've been. I trouble. would have been been a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. It's, been to good. it's, good, yeah, to it's a good to be good. It's yeah, good, yeah, good to be Yeah, it is. Results in relationships, right? People liked me, and then every once in a while, I would tell a certain major or a certain captain to do something
0: I should not have told them to do. And yeah, yeah. And folks, just to be clear: when we're young, we work for some smart people who are willing to overlook some of our indiscretions. Yes. But you can't go forever like that. At some point, it doesn't matter how good you are. <laughs> you don't think about relationships. You're, you're toast. It doesn't matter how smart you are.
1: Sometimes you're the windshield, and sometimes you're the bug. That's right. That's right.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah. look, we're 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 thirty minutes in this thing. We're probably about halfway, I think. So yeah, now's let's, let's probably stop. a good place yep. to to stop and. Uh, and folks, when we come back next week, we're going to talk about favors and your boss's enemies. So yeah, a little
1: bit more diabolical yeah, in phase two. be interesting. A little subtlety there, yeah. I've learned how to be subtle now in the last 30 years later. Yeah.
0: There you go. All right, my friend. Thanks, partner. All right, see you soon. Thanks, everyone. That's it for this week. We'll finish up this series next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.